Big week ahead when it comes to policing in Surrey. Ron Palmer joins us now from the Vancouver Sun to talk more about that. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Yes, finally, 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 the provincial government uh, solicitor general, Mike Farnworth, is going to say thumbs up, thumbs down to Surrey's plan to give up on the standalone Surrey police force and go back to the RCMP. So... Uh, Farmworth has said uh, they're putting the finishing touches on the decision and uh, he will be coming out and announcing it sometime this week. Okay, so you see signs of them getting ready to do that. Oh yeah, no, I asked him point blank. And he's been saying for a while by the end of the month, so I asked him again, uh, we all did uh, last week, is it coming this week? He said yes, it is coming this week. So um, my own prediction is he will come out with a statement that says the Uh, Director of Policing Services has reviewed Surrey's plan and concluded that going back to the RCMP does not provide sufficient protection for public safety, and uh, they're going to turn the plan down. So that will effectively stop it, I think, may well lead to a court battle. But that's where I think the provincial government is headed. There have been hints for a while from the New Democrats that, even though they don't much like having to make this decision, um, that they just aren't persuaded that the plan to go back to the RCMP is a robust one, sufficiently protective of public service or public safety. And so I think they're going to turn thumbs down on it again. You know, it's interesting. I mean, one, I think they'll probably drown us in numbers, right? Yep. There'll be a lot of justification for it. But also the RCMP has had lots of lead up time here. It's not like they have done a very convincing job that they should be allowed to stay. No, I mean, I think you can fault both sides of this. And we've talked about that before. I, I, I don't know what the actual precise total picture is. Of, on this issue, I think both sides have, you know, been very selective in their use of data on this debate. But what Farmworth has been saying for the last little while is that the provincial, that his ministry has been drilling down on the numbers itself on public safety. They're not taking the word of either um, Surrey Policing or the Good. RCMP. Yeah. They're doing their own work and research, and that's what it's based on. And, and that is one of the biggest hints, Simi, that they weren't buying Surrey's argument. They bounced the initial Surrey proposal because they said it didn't protect public safety around the province. Farmworth said, you know, they're planning. They're, their solution to staffing up the RCMP in Surrey is to raid RCMP detachments elsewhere in BC. That's not going to help public safety. So that's the biggest hint he's dropped. They've dropped other hints. Uh, They think the thing is too far advanced to turn back. Uh, But the New Democrats recognize this is a great political risk to them. This is not a win-win announcement. The people who want to go back to the RCMP are not going to be happy that the government doesn't like overruling a council. Um, and, you know, that's why they're keeping the cards very close to the chest on this. And I, I, I'm just predicting where I think they're going to go. They haven't, they haven't said for sure. And we'll see what they announce this week. They're, as I say, that's, you know, the New Democrats hold seven of the nine seats in Surrey. If there's any political fallout from this toward the provincial government, those 
um, New Democrats, whatever the decision, are going to be finding themselves having to explain to their constituents. Um, not to be too cynical about it, Siri and uh, Simi, and you know that I'm not cynical at all about anything. <laughs> Never. Um, I sort of, we sort of expect that Farmer will make the announcement over here, um, because as we've joked over here, there's less chance of being tarred and feathered for the announcement. Yeah, right. Well, it's a no-win. Victoria win. than in Surrey. <laughs> it's a no-win situation, not. I think, for them, right? And so what about the the opposition here? Where does BC United oh, stand on it? <laughs> Speaking of cynicism... So Kevin Falcon has his availability last week uh, with the media first uh, first avail as leader of BC United, and as you know, he launched BC United in Surrey because he wants to win back Surrey. So I asked him. Um, where do you stand on this thing? Like, what decision are you expecting, and what would you do? Well, <laughs> he joked, first of all, who let this guy in to the media <laughs> conference, right? <laughs> Clearly an annoying question. And then he ducked it. He said, well, his view of the decision should have been announced a long time ago. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that's a fair criticism of the government. It's taken him a while. On the other hand, what would Kevin Falcon do? No answer. He's not going near this decision because, again, he knows it's not win-win. Uh, whatever you say on this issue, you're going to hear from the other side, which thinks the other idea, the other proposal, is a much better one. So he's ducking um, Farmworth. This week is facing up, look, if you're going to be in government, and you said this to me a little while ago, if you're going to be in government, you've got to make tough decisions. That's the nature of being in government. Opposition leaders can duck and pick and choose their spot. That's very true. There's no picking and choosing for a government on this issue. I know. Well, if they don't have a position yet on BC United, they better get one because yep. they're going to be asked about it a lot this week, oh, sure. I would imagine. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about as well. This happened on Friday, and I want to talk more about it. This has to do with the premiers and the attorney generals meeting with the um, police chiefs. Yeah, so the uh, the all the premiers met virtually online with uh, the country's police chiefs, and the, the police chiefs have been asking for toughening of the bail legislation in Canada to make it easier to lock up chronic and violent offenders, people that go around with weapons, people that are caught with weapons, people that mock uh, the provisions under which they're they're given bail and immediately start breaking them. So that was the purpose of the meeting. And they got a, police chiefs got a sympathetic hearing, I think, from all the premiers in Canada, because with one voice, the premiers have been calling for Ottawa to tighten the bail legislation. But the New Democrats did something very interesting and newsworthy on Friday. So last fall, Right after David Eby became premier, there was a new directive went out to B.C. prosecutors saying, when you go into court in a case dealing with a chronic or violent offender, you will henceforth urge the judge to keep the person locked up. Do not let them out on bail. Make the person and his or her lawyer, and mostly him, uh, make that person prove to the court that they should be released, that it's safe. So we've been asking, Simi, since that directive went out, what's been happening? And they've said, well, we're compiling the numbers and we'll get back to you. 
Well, they got back to us on Friday, and the Premier announced it, and the Attorney General came out and confirmed it. Generally, the B.C. directive to prosecutors succeeded less than half the time. More than half the time, despite the prosecutors standing up and saying, it's not safe to release this person. It's not safe for the community. The judges released them anyway. So, really? And the judges, Simi, in defense of the judges, and anyway, they don't need any defense. They're, they're, they're law unto themselves. They're, they're guided by a couple of things. One is a change in the criminal code that put the onus of letting the person out, to put the onus on the prosecutor to demonstrate to the court why the person shouldn't be let out, and Supreme Court of Canada directives that basically say you should err on the side of letting the person out. So what happened in response to this is uh, David Eby and Attorney General Sharma put out what it, what the, da- the data show, and we're going to get the full breakdown this week, but Attorney General Sharma has also written a letter to Justice Minister, Federal Justice Minister, David Lamatty, saying, see, this is why you need to keep your promise to change the onus in our bail provisions in the criminal code. Because just trying to persuade the judges to do things differently hasn't worked in more than half the cases here in B.C. You need to change the law. You will remember, Simi, that Lametti promised to change the law after meeting with the premiers. And it was going to happen this spring. We haven't seen the legislation yet. And there is a pushback going on from, I would say... Uh, academic community, uh, justice reform advocates saying, if you go back to the old way of withholding bail, all you're going to do is load up the jails with people and you're not going to solve the problem and you should be looking at the root causes of this and you're going to end up incarcerating more indigenous people and more minorities. So I say, you know, As a skeptic, I don't know if we're going to see the federal legislation that was promised this spring. I don't know if it's going to pass, and I don't know if it's going to go as far as the police chiefs and the premiers want it to go. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.